Welcome back to the FNF Coaches Podcast. Today we are continuing our theme of innovation and technology. Throughout the months of May and June, we have shared stories and podcasts featuring people who have helped make the game of football safer. Today, we welcome another guest to the podcast who fits that theme. Many of you have heard of MVP Drive, a company that developed the world's first robotic tackling dummy. MVP began as a collaboration between Dartmouth head coach Buddy Tevens and a group of engineers and athletes from Dartmouth's Thayer School of Engineering. The idea behind the robotic tackling dummy was to help reduce unnecessary contacts and the incidence of injuries during, suffered during football and other sports practices. At Dartmouth, concussions were reduced by 58% in the first two seasons of implementing the MVP drives into practice. Today, we welcome Dartmouth head coach Buddy Tevens. Thanks for being on the, on the podcast, Coach. Dan, thanks for having me. Well, we're excited to have you. We've, been, we've actually done a number of stories on MVP Drive over the years because I think a lot of high schools have, if you look at the last decade or so, a lot of uh, high schools have kind of gone with the same pattern of trying to eliminate uh, live periods in practice or at least reduce the number of uh, hits that athletes are taking to the head and even just you know, risking injury in other ways too during practice. What prompted the idea to engineer a robotic tackling dummy? What what was happening on your team when you decided to look into this? Well, it was really about 10 years ago, Dan, and we just, uh, the, the injury rate, the concussions, uh, heightened awareness of subconcussive hits, and um, I was a quarterback. I never got tackled and played okay, and I just thought, you know, why couldn't someone else do that? So uh, we eliminated all live tackling uh, at Dartmouth back then. One of the frustrations we had is we could not simulate a full-speed tackle on any. So I had a, a classmate of mine at Dartmouth, uh, John Courier, who was in the Graduate School of Engineering, the Thayer School of Engineering uh, at Dartmouth. And I called him up. I said, hey, can you make one of these tackling dummies move? And uh, that was the genesis. And uh, through the Thayer School of Engineering, collaboratively, we produced uh, an item that has been very, very productive for us. Uh, it's about six feet tall, about 190 pounds, runs uh, roughly a 4740, and you, you can hit it all day. Uh, and the nice thing for us was it, it just took hits. You take one human out of the equation, you cut your injury rate in half uh, just by, by that practice. Yeah, and I think MVP is actually more recently, I, I want to say this is in the last year or so, they've, um, they've created the MVP sprint, which is more of a high school. It's kind of within the budget for high school coaches, and it's also um, – more along the lines of what you might see size-wise in high school. I think it's uh, like 5'8", 5'9", 165 pounds, which is probably a little bit more in line for skill position players, at least in some states. But I wanted to um, ask you, like, so once you made the decision that you'd like to kind of eliminate the live tackling periods, what was the timetable and what did you do in practice in the meantime before they were able to create the, the robotic tackling dummy? Well, uh, one thing for you, for the high school coaches that may be listening it was not a popular decision with my coaching staff right off the bat. Uh, and what we talked about was identifying the skills that we needed to practice and how could we work against something non-human. Uh, so uh, crash pads and then agile pads and so forth uh, and, and working into the, the robotic uh, piece. Uh, we actually became better teachers of tackling. And in the initial stage, it was just, hey, let's reduce the heavy contact from tackling uh, and, and really coached people the way that they actually work. The defensive lineman generally will tackle a little bit differently than a, a second level, a linebacker player. Uh, inside, uh, strong safeties, nickels, a little bit different than the outside guys, the corners. 
So we would replicate what guys did most frequently, high, low, uh, mid-level uh, tackles, and, and did it versus bags. And that the reduction in injuries, certainly the subconcussive and the concussive hits, but orthopedic injuries uh, dropped appreciably. And, uh, you know, we still have some soft tissue things, but that was the thought right off the bat. And what we found was we right now we're the best tackling team in the Ivy League. We average probably five missed tackles per game, which is down from the 15, 18, 20 that we had before we went to this model. Uh, people think, well, you don't tackle in practice. Well, we, it's not true. We tackle a lot. I'd say we probably tackle more than anybody in the country. We just don't tackle each other. Uh, is there a carryover uh, between tackling a robotic piece and, and a, a person? Yes, it's actually almost harder to tackle the robotic piece because there's no cues. You don't see a, a stride length change. You don't see a, a body position change or arm action change. So this thing can cut on a dime. It makes you really be very, very precise with your technique. You can be very specific. We may say, okay, hey, DBs, we want a high left uh, left pectoral. And we talk about contact points. And it's really if you tackle high, your chest is really the contact point. We talk about tackling a third of the person. You put your third on his third, you're going to avoid two head contacts. Uh, and our guys now, they have a plan uh, going in to make a tackle. And so it, it's been very, very productive. I might ask frequently, could this be incorporated at the high school level? Without question. Uh, we've had multiple programs, high schools come up uh, and say, you know, I was kind of a doubter and I think we could do this in high school. Uh, we had a, a high school coach from North Carolina came up and uh, they had been in the playoffs in, in a long period of time. They had Their numbers were dropping, injury rate and so forth. Uh, they had adopted our entire protocol, what we do and how we do it. They went, his injury rate dropped, and they made the playoffs for the first time. Uh, so uh, you got to be a little bit open-minded, especially as a head coach, but there are ways that everybody at every level can do the things that we've done here at Dartmouth. How, do, how did your players receive? You said your assistant coaches were a little, um, I would, you know, you said uh, they, they kind of pushed back on it a little bit. What about the players? I, I would assume they probably don't want to do a lot of live periods in practice, but also they want to be evaluated um, apples to apples. And I wonder if they, they were worried that the robot would, like you said, there's not the arm action. There's not the, it's not as easy to uh read the cuts that they're about to do was did you find the players were okay with it or were they excited well uh, 10 years ago it was like what are you kidding yeah <laughs> division one linebacker and i'm not tackling anybody um but once they found it through the course of practice they, they, they physically they just weren't hurt as much uh you know one of my uh, was an all-league linebacker uh, for us and uh, he told me he says coach i i was calling bs when you first said that but he said i gotta say i was i felt way better uh, going into a game at the college level than I ever did in high school. In high school, you know, we practiced uh, live every day. We did something uh, with contact. And he said, I just wore down. And we found that at our place. Uh, last uh, two years ago, we had uh, 21 of 22 starters practice and play uh, in every ball game and every practice. Uh, now, good fortune and luck, but if you, you're saving most injuries at the college level, and I would assume probably in the high school level, uh, occur at, in practice. So if you eliminate some of the injuries in practice, you're going to have your best guys healthier to play on Saturday. Uh, the other thing I, I, I told our players is, look, you've been playing football since you're probably six, seven, eight years old. It's not like you're going to forget how to tackle or take a hit. Uh, and it's, it's like riding a bike. So uh, the, the kids adapted well, and right now they swear by it. My coaching staff, and we have guys that will be head coaches, and I've asked them that question. Hey, if you go and take over your own program, would you do anything different? They said to a man, no. You know, you know, this has proved itself. 
Uh, and I, I'll be honest with you, I didn't know if it was going to work. Uh, it was kind of a leap of faith, but it was the concern for the injury factor with my team, and we reduced it uh, exponentially. And so we'll never go back to the old way. And it's been encouraging to see a lot of high school coaches and a lot of the high school uh, conferences around the country are reducing the live contact in practice. Uh, and it's it's not depriving anything in terms of success on game day. Yeah, no, I've if you follow, you know, if you follow NFL football, which I'm sure a lot of our coaches, our audience does, they've they've uh, in the last collective bargaining agreement, they cut back on all the live periods and the number of, um, you know, tackling drills and things you can have uh, in the preseason. But you still see, I think during the season, they're allowed, you know, uh, maybe a dozen uh, live practices where it's full pads. And and once in a while, you'll see coaches, uh, you know, they're coming off a bad loss. You know, I, I live up here in New England, as you do, too. And, you know, you'll see the New England Patriots, the guys are in full pads on Wednesday after a loss. And the guys are like, oh, man, we're, our body's hurt. We're in the middle of the season, but we're going back to the full pads. Have you ever done anything like that where you say, um, you know, we, we need to get improve our team toughness? We're, we are going to do a couple live periods here and there, or has it been 10 years since you've done anything? No, literally, we never, a Dartmouth football player will never tackle or be tackled by another Dartmouth football player during their time with us. Wow. Uh, we work with our interior linemen. So people talk about thud. We use the term bump. Uh, it's kinder, gentler. And uh, it's it's kind of a cultural change. It's not something that went in and it was perfect the first time we did it. Uh, you know, guys are competitive. And one of the greatest challenges we have is preseason camp. We've got an incoming freshman that's all excited. And that first uh, thud period, if you will, or bump period, he blows up uh, the, the drive route uh, with the tight end. And it's getting up. To, you're just excited. And everybody's yelling at him. You know, we don't do that. Part of the, the, the mindset is they protect our own. Uh, you know, we're practicing against our – when we do best versus best, you, know, you don't want to blow up a guy that is going to help you win a game on Saturday. Uh, you can avoid contact. We're all athletic. Uh, uh, and, and just allow an opportunity for a guy to uh, ex- uh, continue his whatever it might be, a run, a pass reception, whatnot, and avoid that big hit. The interior alignment, great stress on uh, extension with our hands. Uh, we do a lot of uh, zone schemes, so it's it's a combination. If I'm blocking uh, a third, you're blocking a third, we kind of work ourselves together. Uh, the idea is not to win everything. Uh, sometimes, and I've been through this, the offensive and defensive coordinator think they're having a game on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. It's about perfecting your technique, executing your responsibility, and then understanding hey, we're going to let our guys continue to move and continue to run. We get our tackling work done, obviously, in, in circuits prior to, but uh, it's it's paid great dividends for us. And uh, if you take the mindset that I can deprive, contact, uh, take contact out, you're going to have actually a more vicious game day situation. I, I swear it's like uh, holding the, the, the uh, reins on a horse, uh, and on, all of a sudden you let them go, and, and these guys are wild on, on game day. Uh, but those are the only times. We play 10 games in the Ivy League. Those are 10 live contests. That's it for my team. Hmm. Now, um, a lot of coaches, I think, when, when they're thinking of integrating any type of new technology, whether it's, you know, bringing apps into the weight room or even sideline replay or some of the stuff that is um, allowed in the high school level, there's always the fear, like what happens when it breaks down or what, what, what type of technical challenge am I going to encounter that all of a sudden, you know, you don't want to do the live tackling drills, but your MVP drive tackling dummy is, um, you know, somebody short-circuited by hitting it too hard. What type of uh, technological challenges have you encountered, and how, how did you overcome those? 
Well, our, our engineers really have done a great job for it. I, we have six on campus and we use them every practice. Uh, the only issue that we've had is if we don't charge a, the battery enough. Uh, and uh, over time, we use ours a lot, so we just have to replace wheels. Uh, and this is like every year and a half, two years. Uh, and it depends on the surface that you're on. It's good for grass. It's good for uh, field turf, astroturf, uh, dirt. Uh, it's worked on, on all of them. So uh, we really haven't had that issue. Uh, we work it at basically every position. I do it with my kickers and punters. So there's a kind of a flyby. There's a presence. You, know, you never really want to trust a guy to say, hey, come close to the kicker, but don't block the kick. Uh, but uh, as we're doing individual with our kickers and punters, they'll have a, a, a presence uh, the MVP flying through uh, pass protection drills uh, with the offensive line. The quarterback is never seven yards and stationary. They were all moving around. Well, with the dummy, we have someone working the control. And so the, the dummy is the quarterback can adjust, which forces a counter move by a defensive lineman, which forces a, a, a compensatory move by the offensive tackle. So it's more game like. And then the fact they can actually tackle the defensive lineman may tackle uh, the quarterback. You get a sack practice that, uh, we, we just don't normally have because we'll never tackle you know, a quarterback in practice. So uh, a lot of different adaptations, uh, you know, mirroring it, a lot of the pro uh, games and uh, the OTAs will use it so it can run pass routes or be, uh, work as a coverage scheme guy. Uh, so there's a lot of different uses, and we've actually had the lacrosse team use it as a goaltender, uh, just taking some shots off a, a real person. Uh, some soccer folks have used it uh, kind of as a uh, an abstraction uh, for some of the, the upfield player, also as a goaltender as well. So at the high school level, I think there's a lot of capabilities. The biggest thing for me is is looking at the injury rate. Uh, and if you can reduce that by 1, 2, 20 uh, and perfect a skill set that's hard to perfect, it's just difficult to tackle. You can't tackle another live person often enough in practice because somebody's going to get hurt, you know, the more you hit, the more you get hurt. And I say that so frequently. So it's a means of, of, of doing the things that you're going to do on game day more frequently in practice without the, the risk of injury. And aside from uh, replacing wheels or um, things like that, how, how long, what's the lifespan on one of the robots? Oh, well, mine is still living. We had the original. Wow. Uh, so it's five, seven years now. Uh, that we continue to work. The sprint is, is kind of an update, uh, and that's worked very, very well from a cost standpoint. It's it's uh, more achievable for high school uh, folks, but the durability has been tremendous, uh, we, and we don't get guys hurt with it, uh, mm-hmm. which is nice. Uh, and um, so uh, we've been pleased with it. Uh, the folks that have used it that we've, we've talked with uh, have been uh, productive with it. Uh, the NFL is, I think, 22 NFL teams are using it uh, uh, now as well. So it's yeah, to me, I applaud the high school guys that are really looking, hey, how can we reduce and how can we minimize injury? You know, we all have a tremendous concern for the game and the future of the game. And, you know, it's easy to say, well, you know, too many head injuries and all that type of thing. Uh, well, if we can reduce them and we practice far more than we play. So if we can reduce in practice and then the, uh, the opportunities on Saturday, they're real. We'll have guys concussed uh, on game day uh, on occasion. But part of the, th- the thing that we've had is our guys are so aware defensively in terms of uh, we talk talk about shoulder tackling and pectoral tackling. They're not putting their heads on guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the con- concussions that we've had quite often have been on offensive players being hit by an opponent. Uh, and I, as I tell our players, the rules of the game are not to kill and maim. I'd say get the ball carrier on the ground. 
and we want to do it safely for us and for them. So, you know, going crazy over a big hit, I think that's a gut reaction in the sport. Ours is, hey, get them down, and you get back up and run back to the huddle. That's the deal. And uh, we've done a very, very good job with it. We're the winningest team in the Ivy League over the past seven years, uh, the healthiest team, arguably the healthiest practicing team in the country at the Division One level. And it's, uh, it's due to some of the steps our coaches have taken and certainly the MVP as well. Right on. And last question for you. Who works the controls? Is it, did, are there coaches who prefer to be in control of the, the robots? You know, it's been interesting, kind of a progression. Uh, today's uh, you know, young folks, I mean, technologically, I mean, that's all they're doing, video games and whatnot. So my kickers and punters absolutely love it. Uh, they're, they're engaged. They come in. They can't kick all day long, obviously. So they come over and they enjoy it. Uh, we have some managers that uh, we involve with it. And then uh, some injured guys, some guys out for a period of time. He says, uh, pull the hamstring, can't do much. Well, he can be out and he can assist the team. Uh, and then we do, we have some coaches uh, that, that can work it as well. And it's, uh, it's, it's, been, it's, it's been a very, very productive piece for, and it's been certainly a great conversation item too. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Coach, thanks so much for being generous with your time. I think it's, you know, it took some foresight and definitely – it has seemed to has worked out well in terms of results and re, uh, limiting injuries and everything like that. So it's been great talking to you about it. Thanks so much for being generous with your time. Well, Dan, thanks for the job that you do. And I wish all the high school coaches uh, all the best. Have a great and safe fall. And uh, give us a call if you need some more information. Okay, will do. Thanks so much for listening to the FNF Coaches Podcast. That was Dartmouth head coach Buddy Tevens. Later this week, we will have a Friday Night Lights podcast. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you later this week. Eric Estep here. This episode is brought to you by Forney Industries. Get it done with green. Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines, metalworking accessories, and more. For do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers, Forney has everything you need for your next project. Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at ForneyIn.com. That's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, Ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.